Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you and to walk with you as we come at this time before your holy word and before your presence. Lord, speak to our hearts. Please lead us into all truth and all powerful things that you have for us. We love you, Lord. We are very, very grateful for this chance to be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Are you glad to be in church? Turn with me to John chapter 14. All right. Now, the last time I was sharing with you about um, what I call rivers you must cross. Do you remember anything like that? Right. Now, when you cross the River Jordan, you can go into the promised land. So this speaks of something you must cross into and through so that you can experience the promises of God. Amen. Now, one of the very, very important things, um, one of the very, very important things you must realize, okay, is that um, the Holy Spirit makes a lot of difference in our lives. Amen. Amen. And that is the anointing is another word for the Holy Spirit, the unction, or the Holy Spirit, very simply put, the Holy Ghost, makes a lot of difference to our lives. So, this river, and the crossing of the river, and getting immersed into the river, flowing into and through the river, will make a lot of difference in your life. Now, do you know what a USP is? USP, what's that? Unique selling point. The unique selling point of a prophet is the fact that he has revelations. He sees and he hears. Like, like I've been ministering to you and I, I look at you and 
I suddenly know your name. <laughs> and then I suddenly know things about you. And I, I, I suddenly go into a car and I'm with you yesterday. And I'm listening to what you are saying. And then I call you out. And I tell you what happened yesterday. That's, that's the USP of a prophet. Revelations and visions. Audio visions and video visions. Things you hear and things you see. I, I see somebody here taking one of those prophetic gifts. But it doesn't come just like that. You've got to pass through the river. And when you pass through the river, there's always something left on you. Or sometimes something in you. All right? And so, as we keep coming to church and coming for impartation services and other meetings and so on, all that is happening is a good opportunity for something to get attached to you. Some part of the river water to be on you. Hallelujah. So, that's beautiful. Papa Hagen was talking about, you know, uh, one time when he was, uh, he said he doesn't, he doesn't sleep early. He sleeps in the night, late. And then he wakes up late. But he said one day he just, he just woke up. He said when that happens, you know, so he just woke up at dawn. He said he's, his legs were facing the east. So you see this. You see the sun. <laughs> and then a voice came in the room. And the voice said, there is going to be a recession. Which, which means a financially difficult time. He said he stood up. He just got up. He had slept late, but he just got up. And the voice said, it's going to be a recession. So prepare for it. Now, he said, and something else happened later on, and the Lord told him one, but he didn't obey. So he said, the, the next year came, and that was the recession. He said, every month, he owed more money than the month before. Every month, he was using more money than until by the end of the year. He said, by the end of the year, he was now in difficulty. And he said he was sitting on the stage, praying. Everybody was praying. He said, he was walking around, but at a point, he sat on a chair there. He said, as clear as you are standing here, Jesus appeared in front of him. I'm talking about the, U, the USP of a prophet. The unique selling point of a prophet. He said, as, as clear as you are standing here, he appeared to you and spoke to him about his ministry and about his life and so many things. He said, at the end of his speaking, then he brought up, he said, now about your finances. He said he was so happy when Jesus brought that one up because he was, he was broke. You see, a pastor can only encourage you to give a good offering. 
but the prophet will see Jesus Jesus will tell him now you know what the Lord told him the Lord told him something he said that a year ago I spoke to you about this thing he said but I saw that you wouldn't listen to me I realized that you were not ready to listen then he said and I sent my angel to your trailer he had a car that he sleeps he sleeps in I sent my angel to you and you wouldn't receive it too you see sometimes there are beings moving around <laughs> yeah there are beings moving around <laughs> No, sometimes I sense there's somebody else around. It happens to me often. I, I sense somebody is around. Often it happens. But we are talking about the time that your eye opens. He said, he said I sent my angel. It was about your finances. And he wouldn't receive us. So you were not going to listen. So I left you, decided to leave you to suffer. So then the Lord said to him, on the stage, I'm going to turn it down. Within three months, I'm going to organize your finances and I'm going to send some money to you. Hey. <laughs> Look, we are talking about higher levels of ministry. <laughs> you see, when I, when, I, when, I was, when I was reading that, I realized that, look, things are not happening by chance. He said that within three months, I'm sending money to you. He said, I sent my angel to your room. I mean, you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't receive. So some of the things and the feelings that we are having. And he was talking about one pastor. He said that the pastor was going on a journey. And just as he was about to go, something said to him, wait for 10 minutes before you go but he was just about to get in the car so wait for 10 minutes and he he said wait for 10 minutes wait for 10 minutes here so he went inside the house finished there's nothing to wait for wait for 10 so that something wait for 10 minutes he didn't wait he went on the journey he said he had a terrible accident. You know, an accident takes place at a particular time with a particular car in a particular spot. So sometimes if you wait for one minute, you may you miss the accident. Sometimes if you stop to wee-wee, you may miss the accident. Sometimes the, the wee-wee that is coming is a salvation. <laughs> it's a salvation that is coming. And you may not know. You may not know. <laughs> he said that the wife the pastor's wife died virtually died the doctors told him he was going to die but God raised her up supernaturally he said that because he was a man of faith but he was talking about the fact that God saves us from things if we can follow the spirit so the point i'm trying to make this is not a message the point i'm making all right the point i'm making is that the usp of a prophet is the seeing and the hearing they see and they hear audio visions and video visions 
then the USP of a past. But these things, these things will not come on you or to be with you until you cross through the river of the Holy Spirit. You see, it, it, it's not, you, you see, with the prophet, it's quite easy to see that it's not natural. But most of the others are, are not as spectacular, but they are equally supernatural. They are not as dramatic. Like a pastor. A pastor is like a daddy. He's like a daddy in the family. And he's looking after the people. Spiritually and naturally. Everything that concerns them. That is why in the book of Acts, widows were looked after. Because it's a problem. Husband is dead. This is dead. So the natural affairs and the spiritual affairs is like a daddy who is looking after the house. And the Bible doesn't say that the, the sheep, Jesus saw the multitudes and he saw them, they were like sheep without a shepherd and that they fainted and they were scattered because there was no shepherd. But he didn't say they fainted because there was no prophet. He didn't say they fainted and they were scattered because there was no teacher. The teacher does not cause people not to be faint, to faint. Prophet don't make people not faint. It's the shepherd who will encourage you and keep you alive. Looking after your spiritual and natural needs and problems is very different from a prophet. In fact, one day I went to uh, Tulsa and uh, Papa Hagen preached for four nights. And then on the last night, his son preached. And his son is a pastor, and he's a prophet. It was amazing, the difference between the two of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see a prophet, and when Papa Higgins is ministry, we are, everybody, it has nothing to do with our practical life. It's true. Pro- yeah, it has nothing to do with, I mean, the real things that are real problems and issues, natural and spiritual. Right? And, and we were all frozen in our seats as he was. Then when his son came, who was a pastor of a church, it was equally powerful, but it was like addressing us at another level or dimension. That's the shepherd who is there to you know, he was, he was pointing out to people, said, when I'm preaching and you are writing, instead of writing notes, you are writing things to do. Like the things you have to do next week. You are writing it whilst I'm preaching. And he was facing the people. You see, the pastor is now coming to the practical things and addressing them. I remember that particular point. But the prophet is sailing about. He doesn't see that people are writing things to do next week. They can't even see it. He's in the spirit that says, He's Professor Shabakabaya <laughs> Thank God for pastors, for shepherds. They are probably the best gift you could ever have. Because many problems will not change through life. Many pro- you know, in my short life and short ministry, looking at things through the years. When I look at some of the sheep that I've shepherded for years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, I realize that 
problems don't really change. So we are, we, and we can't change a lot of things. But you can encourage the people. That's right. And so you see that they don't faint. Oh. And they don't get discouraged. And they don't get scattered because of the shepherd. So that's the USP of a shepherd. He's the daddy and the lover of your life. He engages your life fully. You can't get away. He will ask you about sex. He will ask you about it. He will say, are you having sex? It's not personal. Answer the question. It's not personal. Answer the question. Yeah. But the prophet, he will say, I see certain things that are fighting against your marital existence. I break them now in Jesus' name. That's all he will say. But the pastor will say, sit down. Answer my question. Which type of nighty do you wear in the night? <laughs> do you wear jeans or do you wear nighty? That's the pastor. He's coming to you directly. He's coming for you. He's come to your level. He's engaging you. Why don't you give a clap of it for pastors and shepherds? Thank God for shepherds. I said, thank God for shepherds. We are not fainting because of the shepherds. We are still around because of the shepherds. That's encouraging us to carry on. Amen. Amen. So, the teachers, the hallmark of the USP, if you like, of the teacher is the revelation of the word. When they minister, you wonder if you are also holding a Bible. You understand? Why you don't also see something that is there unless they say it? It's wonderful. You always have something amazing from a Bible that seems finished to you. You finished it. Now, if they are bringing out something more, you thought it was finished. <laughs> is there anything else to say? And they will have something to say. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yes. Wonderful. Then the uh, evangelist, his USP is that he's concerned about the lost. There's a song that I wanted Grace to sing. Open your eyes. Maybe. Is that the one? Did you sing it? I was listening to her from outside. I was monitoring every single syllable sing it sing, there's something I want that's the evangelist talking open your eyes to the world around you open your eyes open your eyes this world is much more than the things that surround you you must arise and open your eyes sometimes we're to be share, but Jesus wants us to care, care, open your arms to the ones who are desperate. 
desperate. Open your arms, open your arms. We need a little less, taking a lot more, giving. We're so safe and warm, we can open our arms and love a little bit stronger and pray a little bit longer, longer. Oh, Jesus said. Jesus said. When Open your heart. financial issues or any problem the only thing in the world is that there are people dying desperate those are the words the evangelists you desperate people and your heart and your money and everything must be given to that that's the evangelist spirit the spirit of the evangelist and it always seeps out whatever message they preach comes somewhere you get it so you see that it's a different line of ministry and then what have I left out the apostle apostle he's always trying to do something to build something for others to use amen like the founder of the church of Pentecost he's built he came to Ghana and built a Ghanaian church speaking church for Ghanaian tree speakers to serve God in that church in more than 6,000 or 9,000 centers all over the world today and he doesn't speak a word of tree he built it for the tree people and it's so local the church is so local that if you don't speak tree you can't flow in that church and it's a white man from Scotland 
and even abroad is for the Ashantis and Akans and Fanti speakers. It's fantastic. And he will leave it and he left the government. He did it for them, made, resigned and let them be the leaders of it. Whilst he was here, was watching them. So that they knew how to do elections every three years or every four years. So that there was a stable church. Uh-huh. And he, he, he went away. And it's there for everybody to enjoy and to use. He and his wife uh, he did something. Never had a child. Never had a child of his own biological. Just the church that he brought into the world. It's wonderful. That's the work of an apostle. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, these kind of things, have I, have I talked about all of them? Shepherd, the teacher, the pastor, the prophet. All these come when you pass through the river. You can get into all these powerful blessings. Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit works in these areas to bring about a powerful surge of power, if you like, and to bring about a powerful ministry. But before that, and all along, whilst they are um, coming along, the river water also comes into the person. Now, that is probably the most important part of the work of the Spirit. If you swim, you will drink water. If you are a fish, you're drinking all the time. Once you go through the river, the, the water is not only around you, but also comes in you. Are you there? Are you there? Turn with me to John. I told you to turn to John. How many are blessed? We can go home with what we've heard, isn't it? Yeah. It's powerful. So this is part two, if you like. For bonus. Bonus points. Right. Verse 16. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because what? He, he, what does your version say? He dwelleth, abides with you and shall be in you as well. This is a very important difference. He shall be, he is with you, and, but he shall be in you. Wow. The power of the Holy Spirit is not only going to be upon you, or on you, or with you, 
but it's going to go deeper and further and it's going to go into you. He is with you, but he shall be in you. Amen. 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 Now, when the Holy Spirit comes in you, what happens? One of the things that you must realize about the Holy Spirit, about anything that is in you, is that its effect is not easy to see. There are many things in this lady sitting here. Her blood is in her, but you can't really see the use. Perhaps the best way to see the effect of the Holy Spirit in a person is to take away the Holy Spirit from the person, within the person. Then you see the difference between a person who does not have the Holy Spirit in and a person who has. Now, your kidneys, if we take them out, you start to get foggy-eyed and you start to become drowsy and you will not be coherent, you may not even be able to speak and after a while you become unconscious and then you die. But all along your kidneys have been with you. You never even said thank you kidney for a good job done today. Thank you for helping me to wee-wee today. Yeah, because you would not have been able to wee-wee if your kidneys had not been working. Yeah. Your liver, he's been there all the time. You never said, thank you, liver. Liver has been removing so many things from your blood and doing so many reactions within you to help you. If you see somebody whose liver has stopped working, it also becomes different things, jaundice different chemical biochemical changes in the body they go into coma drowsy foggy eye can't talk can't speak close your eye they have hepatic flap and other things and they go but you see you never know the power of this liver because it's in there it's not like your clothes which you've spent so much money on on you but the things in there they are cleaning you. They are keeping you easy, pure, nice. Isn't the kidney making all the things go out? Have you smelled your wee-wee before, the urine? Smell the ammonia? Can you smell the ammonia when a lot of people have gone to wee-wee at a place and the place is dried up or there's no water? Do you smell that smell? Huh? Do you smell it? All that would have been in your blood going around like that. Wow. Your intestines, they are working very hard to digest all the kinky and the banku and the fufu and the okro. Thank God. Thank God. If they stop working now and, and it doesn't, there are no more peristaltic movements in the colon. And it doesn't encourage the remainder to come out. You will become a moving septic tank. Yes, you will become a moving septic tank. Everything that should have been down there will be in you. And you will move and say, my God. (laughs) 
so you, so you so you realize that things that are in you are really working silently in a way that seems to normalize you or make you nice but it's almost so invisible that you can't even tell what is happening so that's why all the things i said at first sound more powerful to you but the holy spirit in you you know it's what is in the tree that causes the tree to bear fruit you can't really see what is in a mango tree that makes in the end mangoes come out of the tree when you see an orange tree you say, why will oranges come out from this tree there's something in the tree that is going to make oranges come out of this tree ah, there's something in the tree so it is the holy spirit within working within that causes you to bear some kinds of fruits yes amen and so many times it doesn't look so powerful but these fruits of the spirit are powerful effects of the presence of the holy spirit in a person yeah and that's why when you have people who call themselves prophets and they beat up their brothers they take out knives they fight with people call yourself a pastor and you do certain things slapping your wife your husband slapping people fighting killing all kinds of things you realize that it the person is not affected in a certain way that is why sometimes you have people who don't believe in the holy spirit baptism and the power and miracles and all that but they are very nice people to live with because anybody who is born again has the holy spirit the holy spirit has come into the person to renew the person so the person has the holy spirit but doesn't have tongues not a prophet not all these things i've been talking which are so exciting and such people in fact many of the non-pentecostal christian groups have very nice christians with good characters whom you will be happy to marry or to live with for the rest of your life they are very good character scripture union navigators and um, uh, campus crusade and these type of people i don't know whether they believe in the holy spirit or i mean these type of at least the person who helped me and taught me a lot uh, who was a leader of navigator he didn't speak in tongues uncle james but he was a i mean powerful christian and the, you could see the effect of the presence of the holy spirit yeah. in the person yeah, that's right. yeah. but they don't speak in tongues Amen. Amen. So there is, there is a powerful effect of the Holy Spirit within you. So the, the Holy Spirit is, he says, he, he shall, he's with you, but he shall be in you. So the anointing is going to move into you. Amen. Amen. Into your spirit. Into your soul. That, when you say into your spirit, it's your, what is inside? What is inside? It's not your kidneys. It's what is the inside of a man, the inner man. So the Holy Spirit and the anointing is also working on the inner man. The man inside is being worked on by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that is actually the main thing. 
Now, many people don't want to know that. When Papa Hagen wrote a book on love, the way to victory, not so many people probably would buy that book as would buy a book like The Authority of the Believer, which is his most popular book. Because we are all interested in things like authority. Getting power to rule people and to control people. But when we when is to have love, we don't want to do it. So I so tonight I am sharing with you about the renewing effect of the anointing. Amen. The anointing within you renews you, makes you a new kind of person. Amen. Now turn with me to Titus chapter 3. When the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us not on the basis of our deeds. Amen. It says in verse 5, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and by the renewing, renewing by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Renewing by the Holy Spirit. Are you there? Amen. Now the word renew means to renovate and remodel and change and improve. Okay, so the Holy Spirit has, we have, the salvation experience can be described as the Holy Spirit coming to make somebody a new person. That's why I say when a man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The, the King James says, by the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. So I said, regenerate the reports. I'm going to generate some reports. I've lost the old ones. I have to generate new reports. This, the King James says, by the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. Or another version says, by the renewing. So you are made new or you are being renewed. The first renewal is by being born again. You are, first of all, a new person. Amen. Amen. And that's the first contact that everybody has with the Holy Spirit. And that is why even people who don't speak in tongues are saved. You don't need to be speaking in tongues to go to heaven. You can speak in tongues and go to heaven. That is helpful, but you don't need to speak in tongues. Go the, the, the thief on the cross did not speak in tongues. And he didn't go for new converts classes. He didn't attend any church. He didn't buy a Bible, never sang a hymn. He went straight to heaven. Jesus said, today, you are going to be with me in paradise. All right? What is a, is it a Hafiz or Hasib? Hafiz. Somebody who memorized the whole Quran. It's a Hafiz. Yeah. How many Hafizes do we have in the church? People who've memorized the whole Bible. We don't have any Hafiz. We should have a Hafiz even to memorize one or two chapters of the Bible. Anyway. So we have a whole lot of things. But I'm talking about the Holy Spirit coming inside. Deep down, he's, he's doing something on the inner how many know that there is an inner man, inside man? How, 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 how does that inside man look like? That inside man looks just like you. If, if you are a spirit and I die now and I drop, I'll come out of my body and I'll look just like me. I look just like me. That's the, um, what's the name of the guy? Lazarus. 
you know Bible says and he died and the angels carried him there was something to carry even though his body was there they carried him they didn't carry a bag they carried him to Abraham's bosom are you there yeah. and then the rich man also died and in hell you know he didn't they didn't carry him because he was not needed no escort he was going down and and in hell for guys in hell in hell he lifted up his eyes eyes i thought we buried his eyes but his eyes were somewhere he lifted up his eyes being in torment and see it so the inward man can see so actually i am me looking out of these two windows these are my windows i am inside looking out of these windows and he seeth abraham afar and lazarus in his bosom and he cried and said father abraham have mercy on me for i am tormented in this flame i pray thee send lazarus he was trying to send people send lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger so lazarus still had a finger so see that they are describing a man who is still around lazarus had a finger and said tell him to dip his finger in water and cool my tongue so the rich man had a tongue so the inner man has a spiritual tongue there's a tongue he can see in fact i read a book about one guy who died and he came back he said when he died he was taken up into heaven and he looked at he's a doctor he said i looked at myself and he said i could see inside my body you know one day i'll come and read that book to you he said i could see inside my body he said that this was the strange thing he said the only difference about me was that my organs were gone there was there was the organs were gone and sexual organ there was nothing there it was gone <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it was all gone forever. Hey! So if you want to use them, you've got to use them now. <laughs> anyway, anyway, listen. I'm preaching a good sermon. Listen. <laughs> so. He said, dip the tip of his finger, cool my tongue. So there is, a, a, there is a man who is evil before he's saved. But when you are saved, it's made new. But this new man needs still to be made new, even more new, and newer and newer and newer, all the time by the anointing. Amen. Second Corinthians. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. All right? We do not lose heart. Are you there? Yes. What does the King James say? We faint. we faint not. Okay? But though our outward man is what? Perishing. But my version says decaying. Because the outward man is decaying. Sometimes I look at my face in the mirror and I can see that I'm decaying. It's true. I can see that I'm decaying when I look in the mirror. Can't you see that? It's not only me. You are also decaying. <laughs> All right? It's produced, he says, though our outward man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed 
day by day. Amen. Now, the word renew is, is a powerful word. It means to strengthen, all right? Or it means to renovate, to make different, to acquire a different form and nature. All right? So, the inward man is being made new, 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 all the time. I tell you, the best way to see it is to see if there is somebody who doesn't have it. And you see that there is a difference when somebody doesn't have the Holy Spirit renewing him. Amen. Yes. Now, you may ask yourself, is it really the Holy Spirit who is doing that? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Wow. I'm going to show you. Today we are looking at a lot of verses. All right. Ephesians chapter 3. All right. Verse 15, it says, From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, all right that he would grant you now this is the very very important thing that i want you to see that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened huh with power where through his spirit where in the inner man so it's like, this is the same thing that the other one is saying, being renewed day by day. But this word strengthen, right, it speaks about receiving power slowly rather than a sudden influx of power like the Holy Spirit baptism. The Holy Spirit baptism is a sudden influx of power. But this renewing and strengthening of the inner man speaks of constant improvement, which is not big. Because you can see you don't improve quickly and greatly. Feel, feel. Is that how they say it? A ballet, feel, feel. It comes slowly. How many understand what I'm saying? It comes slowly. Do you understand? Yes. So the thing comes gently and slowly. So you keep on being strengthened, stronger, to bear fruits of love of joy of peace of patience in the holy ghost but it comes slowly how many realize that your patience takes a long time to develop sometimes you see a little lady like that very impatient look very gentle but the most impatient type of person cannot stand nonsense for two minutes if you cross the path you will just be no nonsense you are out Will take you out now there are so many things about us but it says it's being renewed day, day by, by day day by day so that's the holy ghost in us so we have to allow the holy ghost in us to work on us all the time all the time look i'll tell you something in my own little world i don't know what it is even if people have a good gift they can do this they can do this one of the things that I, I, I don't know, but it's almost like I have an allergy towards that is when people quarrel with each other, are jealous of each other, don't like each other, I don't like you, you I'm deleting you, you go out, you come in, you be out. That particular thing 
seems to have an effect on me. And I, 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 was, I, was, I was asking the Lord, you see, because I don't like things that I don't like. I don't want to not like something. I don't want to be particular about somebody's sin. In case somebody will be particular about mine. Uh-huh. So when I see a sin, I don't want to get down too hard. Some of you should be careful. You know, you are very wild. You're giving people limits. 6.5 meters, you must jump. You say anything less, you are out. 6.4, no way. Walk out. 6.3, walk out. But you never knew that in three years' time, you will be the next high jump person. And when it is your turn, even 4.2 meters, you cannot jump. And they will ask you, you've forgotten that this person, you crucified him because of 6.3 meters. You forgot that this person, 5.5 meters, you walk him out of the system. And you realize that the, the, the meters that you were using for yourself, you are now trying to lower them. And people are saying, no, 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 you cannot lower it. 6.5. For guys. So I don't like things that I don't like. You know, but then the Holy Spirit was whispering to my heart and showing me that. That is how God is. That you can move mountains. You can have faith to be a prophet. You can do this. You can prophesy, but if you have not love, in the sight of God, you are nothing. Yeah. You can be the greatest evangelist of whatever, but if you don't have love, it amounts to nothing. And I realize that people can do this, 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 but when that thing comes in, I, I just can't, I don't know, it's just something as, this thing is something that is not compatible. So I, I, don't, I don't like him. Why don't we like him? Why, why, why should we like you? We don't like him. You two have a lot of things about you that are not likable. But you have been accepted in the beloved. God has accepted you. Why should we accept somebody else? And I realize that the Holy Spirit within, oh, he's making us into day, not a sudden, it's not a, a listen, the strength, renewed day by day, it speaks of something that is happening slowly, renovation, slow renovation, as against a sudden influx of power. When the Holy Ghost came upon them, it was a sudden influx, a mighty rushing wind came upon them. But we are talking about the Holy Ghost that has gone inside and is changing us slowly. Oh, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to be changed slowly. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Now, when the Holy Spirit is in you, what exactly is he doing in there? I want to show you tonight what exactly he's doing in there. How many want to know what exactly he's doing in there? Because you ask yourself, like when the Holy Spirit is upon you, make you into a prophet, make you into a teacher, make you into a pastor. But when he's in there, what is he doing in there? What is he doing? What, you know, when it's, so it's somebody in a, in a room or somebody else, what is he doing there? Who, who is the guy there? What is he doing there? Who are those? What, are they, what exactly are they doing there? Why are the lights on? Why are the lights off? What's going on there? Who is there? Hey! So we want to ask, what is the Holy Ghost doing in there? What is he doing in you? How many want to know what he's, what he's up to? Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. That's the last scripture for tonight. Hebrews chapter 4. 
Well, what I can say is that he is renovating the things that are in the inner man. Because he said that he's renewing them day by day. So he's renovating the things that are in the inward man or the inner being. Okay? So let's find out what are the things in the inner being. Are there shelves, cupboards, trousers? What are the things that are in the inner man? We can see what is in the inner man in Hebrews chapter 4. All right? It says, For the word of God is living and active. Amen? All right? Sharper than any two-edged sword piercing as far as the division or the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of joints and marrows and is able to do what? Discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart. These are the two things that are in the heart. Thoughts and intents of the heart these are the things that the holy ghost is renovating yes slowly it's not a fast thing it will take you seven years before a certain level of renovation is done i'm telling you it will take you nine years before a certain a certain level something that is done day by day somebody who has been following the holy spirit and working with the holy Spirit for nine years is different from somebody who's been doing that for one year and I mean at it, not at somebody who is not serious. Because you have some people who are around for 20 years, they are little babies, spiritually. But he's renovating the thoughts, your way, your way of thinking. Oh yeah. And then your intentions. And your intents. Mercy. How many realize that sometimes you are not sure about your intentions? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sometimes not sure about my intentions. What am I up to? What am I up to? You know, I, this, uh, this morning, I, was, I wanted to call Bishop Saki and tell him to please announce that there will be an impartation service. And I, as I was going to call, I was not sure of the intent of my heart. What, what was my intention? Because there was, there, was, there, was a, there was a reason. And I was not sure whether it was the intention of my heart. By making that announcement. So I said, I stopped. And I didn't make the call. You're never sure of your intentions. Wow. If you think you are sure of your intentions, you are new. Yes, sir. <laughs> you are new. I'm going to be having a camp soon. And the theme of the camp is not a novice. Yes. There's something we call a novice. The theme of the camp is not a novice. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you about 25 meanings of the word thought or thinking. So number one, when the Holy Spirit is working on you, he's working on your thoughts. Number one, he's working on your outlook. Your outlook on life. Yeah. And when you re- you're renovating your outlook. Has your outlook not been renovated, Dr. Asun? Outlook has been renovated. How you look at things. Gradually, as you come to the ministry, your outlook on what you, how you used to see Bill Gates. You used to look at him and say, she, if I was Bill Gates. Hey, 
there. But as you go along, your outlook changes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's renewed day. It's not a big thing, I know. It can happen quickly. Victor, you can't be renewed. The inside, you can lift your hand and be a pastor, you can write exams. But I'm talking about something in you. The outlook you have on life is different from the outlook I have. I've been around a little longer, probably. So I have a different outlook from you. That's why the Bible says, not a novice. When you are a novice, you, you have a different ideas. But as you grow, your outlook on things will change. That's why the Bible says, if anyone is taken up in a fault, you which are spiritual, it's only a spiritual person who can help. If you are not spiritual, you will kill the person. You will wipe the person out. You will sentence the person and say, you. You can ask the days when we were in SU, if somebody goes to commit fornication. No. You'll be executed in the SU. You are dead. Fornication. Fornication. In the scripture union in secondary school. Oh, no, 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 no. You are going to hell. You and Satan are twins now. But as you get on in life, you see the people who are executing fornicators. You see they themselves becoming homosexuals. It's a double guide. So your outlook will change. Then your approach. The second one is approach. Your approach is being renewed, renovated. Your approach to life. I'm talking about renovations of the renovations of the inner man by the Holy Ghost. The renewing effect of the Holy Spirit. Renovation, Claudia, you are being renovated. Can you feel that you are being renovated? Your approach, your outlook. Number three, your manner. Your manner, your manner, your style. First, you very fast backhand. Somebody make a mistake, Papa. Then after some time, you, you, you put your hand in your pocket. But at the beginning, Papa. What did you say, Papa? Okay, now speak. Eesh. That's why the Bible said, not a novice. Not a novice. Because when you are a novice, are, that means you are new. It's a new person should not be put into the ministry. And a lot of new people are coming into the ministry. That's why we have to preach about how to move from a, a novice to a man of reputation. Because when Paul got saved, he said, I went first to those that seemed to be of reputation in Jerusalem. So even Paul went to find men of reputation. That means in the, in the Bible there are men of reputation. In, in the church there are men of reputation to whom you must also see what they have to say. That's why I said, don't put a novice, a beginner into the ministry. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Number four, your stance. Your stance on something. Your stance on... Let's say somebody is divorcing your, your, your position. This is my position. This is my stance. This is the stance I've taken. It will change. It will be renovated with time. It won't happen suddenly. 
But I tell you, it will be renewed as time goes by. God will renew your opinions. Your stance. This is my position on this case. This is my position. The next one is your position. The next one is your feelings. Your feelings. Sometimes something will happen and you feel revulsion. But as time goes by, you may not feel that revulsion. You feel pity. Instead of feeling revulsion. And instead of thinking, look at this as a horrible thing, you feel pity. And you begin to feel compassion. Jesus didn't look at the sheep who were fainting and say, I mean, how can you fail? How how, 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 how will you fail? I mean, something like this, then you are fainting. I mean, what 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 you do when you be faint at this time? How you fit faint? How you go fit faint now? When we deserve God, you they faint. We deserve God, then you they faint. You curse or what? How do you faint now? But your outlook will change. Your position will change. Your stance will change. Your ideas will change. Your mindset will change. The next one, your way of thinking. Your opinion. The next one. Number 10, your opinion. Then the next one, your viewpoint. And your viewpoint is different from your point of view. Your viewpoint will change. Do you know why your your viewpoint will change? Because your viewpoint is where you are looking at it from. You see, when you are climbing a mountain, one side can be full of trees. When you cross the other side, see that there's no because the the sun and the rain comes here. This side is brown. The same mountain, it looks different depending on where you are looking at it from. Ish. So when you look at somebody through some eyes, you see the person as wicked. See the person as to be condemned. You see the person as, this must be the, when you look at it from the other side, you see mercy. This person needs help and grace. The next one, your standpoint. It will also change. It will be renovated. The next one, your line, your posture. The next one, the next one, your pose, your pose. Even how you stand. When you are young, you stand like this. When you are more mature, you. Yes. The wheat and the tears. When the wheat is mature, it bends like this. But the tears, you stand up straight like that. Arrogance and pride. But when you are full of fruit of God, you are humble. See somebody with. Today I was coming to church. I saw somebody in his church with poles. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And he was under the under the under the sheets, the shed. You know. And as I passed by, I think, how can I help a church? But some time ago, I, I was, that was not my standpoint. That was not my stance, my view. My view would be that everybody should join my church. I'm called. 
So I am the pastor of pastoral. Pastoral pastor of pastors. So they should come. But you see, my viewpoint has been re- renovated. I know I am not the pastor of any pastors, pastoral pastor. I'm nothing. I see myself as nothing. If I can help somebody to do something in his church, I'll help him. I'll do it. Right to change. It takes time for God to renovate you slowly. Your viewpoint, your opinion, your stance, your outlook. He says the thoughts and intents of the heart. This is where the Holy Ghost is renovating slowly. Are you there? Considerations. The next one is your consideration. What do you think about? When I say this word, I, I just see myself standing in Germany. One day I went to a city in Germany, Cologne. And I was right in the center of the city. And as I stood there, as far as the eye could see, it was right in the center of the city. It was people shopping. It was a road that was dedicated to walkers. People walking, shopping. Shops on the left, shops on the right. And you see a sea of people. And when I saw them, I just, my consideration was for the souls of these people. I said, Lord, how these people going to go to hell I said look at all of them but you see when you are at a different level when you stand in Germany in Cologne and you see the shops on the right shops on the left say yeah if I can get some euros if I can get some euros to go and buy some things here and you realize that your considerations will change depending on how renewed and yet, time will come, you look in the shop and say, all that they have in the shop I have, I don't even need it. It changes. But not suddenly. That's why it's not something that's going to happen day by day. It says, though the outward man is decaying, the inward man is being renewed. The word there is renovate. Slowly. As against a sudden influx of something. Yeah. Amen. The next one is attitude. Contemplation. All right. Are you are you there? The next one, your intentions. Wow. How many do you have? I'm sure you have a lot. The next one for the thoughts and intents. Another word is the word goal. Your goals will change. Wow. Your goals. When the Holy Spirit works on your goals. You know, I had a goal to win the whole world, then I changed that goal. And I don't have that goal. My goals have changed. I want, to, I want, I, I want Jesus to be pleased with me. And I want to be close to him. I don't know. I don't know what I should do for that. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I care about the lost people in the world and all the problems in the world, you know, but I, I realize I can do all that and I'll, I can lose my soul. So I want to be close to him, do what he says I should do. My goals are changing. Even the spiritual goals will change. How much more your carnal goals? I want to be a lawyer. I want to have my own chambers. 
and I want to work in my private law firm, and I want to go to court every day. I want to be a midwife. I want to be a nurse midwife. I want to have my own midwifery clinic, and I want to deliver three babies every week. I want to be a psychiatrist. I want to be. I wanted to be a parasitologist, and at a point I wanted to be a pathologist, and at a point I wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. I wanted something that would entertain me, keep me something challenging, something difficult, something with learning, reading, studying. I don't want something medicine sharing, paracetamol and chloroquine every every afternoon. But my goals changed. I tried, I tried to apply to the London School of Tropical Hygiene to, to do parasitology so that I could be a part-time lecturer and partly in the ministry. But my aims changed. My targets changed. There was a time I wanted to preserve my wife so that my wife would not work in the ministry. So that if I have something, I could point to it and say, it came from my wife's work. So you couldn't say that it's from the church. But my aim changed. And I said, well, come and also work in the ministry. My goals changed. My targets changed. Because I was being renovated. I'm being renovated. I'm under construction. My ob- the next one's objectives. The next one, my plans. The next one, my purposes. <laughs> All these are being renovated by the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Is it not a powerful improvement of your life? God works on you until you are worked on. And it takes a long time. But it does that new thing change it comes more love and as we go on you'll see i'm going to show you effect of renovation hey you see there are going to be what we call renewals next time we are going to talk about renewals of the holy ghost renewals what happens when there's a renewal you can't be the same you can't serve God. There was a time I would buy a car, certain kind of a car, for myself. But now I wouldn't buy that car. I'm talking about in the ministry. I'm talking about the same ministry that I'm in. I wouldn't buy. Never. I don't even, I don't even like it. I also know what is the best. But I wouldn't buy it. But there's a time I would buy it. You get it? So many things. But as you go on with God, God will give you a renovated mind and spirit. Amen. Amen. There's a time I thought that this church could not work without me. I have to be here. Renovation. It can't work without you, brother. It can work better without you. 
step aside. Pardon? Step aside. I say step aside. Step to the side now. And get to the job that I have for you. There are times the renovation is painful. You feel sad. There are times that I feel sad when I think about certain things. But it's like God work on you and tell you this is what thinking about your aim and your goal. Yeah. That's the effect of the Holy Ghost. Not only to make you have visions Mm. and dreams Mm. by changing your approach and your outlook. Some people earn a lot of money. But because the Holy Spirit has not renewed their approach to life, they are like people who don't have money. There are people who have earned far less because of the presence of the Holy Spirit giving you a new approach. They are like rich people. It's wonderful. Sometimes I look at people and I just marvel. I say, so that when I hear people what they earn, Hey, is that what people are earning? Why don't people own estates? But they have nothing. It's wonderful. But it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to make you into what you are supposed to be. May you be renovated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands and just pray for the Holy Spirit. Renovate my approach, my outlook, my thoughts, my goals, my targets. Now, I want you to thank God for the Holy Spirit right now in your life. You are being given a new outlook 
on marriage, on divorce, on husbands, on wives, on children, on finances, on life, on anything in this world. God is giving you a new outlook about everything. Just thank God right now. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. It is beautiful, Lord. It's nice. It's nice to have the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for your blessing. Just put your hand on your, on your belly. The, the Holy Ghost is in your belly. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers. And the Bible says, this speak key of the Spirit. So the Spirit is in your belly. Just put your hand on your belly. Begin to speak in tongues and thank God for the, 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 the Holy Ghost in your belly. Tambarada, Shebelekrebe, Keberelebe. Palibere, 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 Vibrillation. Halamandara, 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you realize that it's very important to have a new outlook on life, an approach to life, to marriage? How many realize that you need a new approach to marriage? Only the Holy Spirit can give you. New approach to husbands, new approach to wives, new approach to children, new approach to finances. In fact, it's only the Holy Spirit that can improve and renew our minds and our hearts, the thoughts and the intentions of our hearts. May you have a new, renovated spirit day by day. Amen. How is the Holy Spirit going to do this? As you feed on the Word. Yes. So honestly, day by day, those who don't have the day by day thing, with the word themselves. This renewal doesn't take place. Yeah. Because it is the sword of the spirit that is used to carve out. It is the sword of the spirit that is used to fashion. Yeah. I mean, somebody who is not a daily Daily, when I say daily, I, don't, I mean without variation. You, you must be such a stickler for opening your Bible every day and reading it that even if the Holy Spirit tells you not to, 
it will become a discussion between you and the Holy Spirit. Because I remember one time the Holy Spirit was telling me to read something and that I shouldn't bother to read my Bible. I, I found myself disobeying. Then, as I was not getting any revelation, I, had, I quickly came back to obey what he had told me. But it's a, it will be a problem. I can daily, small, 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 few, few, a ballet, few, few. Do you understand that in Ghana, a ballet, few, few, it comes small, small. It's like a stomach, a big stomach, a ballet, few, few. It doesn't come just one day. Musu and Bofemo, a ballet, few, few. <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't pop out. You know, that my stomach didn't pop out. Gradually. Then my daughter will say, Daddy, your stomach is big. Daddy, your stomach is big. They say that it's getting bigger. Slowly. Musu agbofemo. If you don't understand, guy, at least this one small one you can learn it. A ballet, few, 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 be small, small. Huh? Do you understand what I'm talking about? The improvement of your life is going to come small, 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 day by day. For little by little I shall add. Little by little I shall improve. Little by little I shall strengthen the inner man of the saints. Therefore hearken to the voice of my spirit. Come before me daily. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait upon the Lord daily. Come before him daily. Renew your strength daily. Until one day it shall be said of you. What a difference. The Lord has made. In the life of this person. What a new person. What a new creature. It shall be said of you. I don't recognize him. It shall be said of you. I don't recognize her. She is so different today. He is so different. She is so different. It shall be said of you. It shall be said of you. What a difference there seems to be in this one. Father, I stretch out my hand to your little ones. Father, take us from being novices to men of reputation. Men who have survived years of being renewed, renovated by the Spirit. Make us like angels, pure and perfect, mature, with the right approach and outlook and viewpoint and stance and position and posture and target and aim and goal in our life. Make us, we pray, we receive it. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Receive a new vision, new targets, new goals, 
new outlook for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Sing it for me, where is she? What a difference. Many enjoy the word of God. What a change. You know, on um, Friday, I think it was, I came to the office and I saw something interesting. In the office, somebody was, don't go away, somebody was being interviewed, right? And the person was being interviewed to come to work in the ministry full time. And I look at the people who were interviewing this person. And they asked the person, how much do you earn? And the person mentioned millions, millions. And... Um, I look at the people who were interviewing. I saw that one used to be a top manager at the bank, but had left the bank. He was sitting humbly in the church, earning just a little money, and asking somebody who, who is earning millions if you come to work in the church. Then I look at another one who used to work in a gold mine, earning millions. Sitting there humbly. The approach to life has changed. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Asking them, would you like to come and work in the church? We have only peanuts. I saw another person, he owned his own hospital. He was sitting there without anything. Asking, would you like to come and work? I saw a lawyer sitting there going to practice from court to court, inviting. I look at people who would have been top directors in big, big organizations sitting humbly asking whether you would like to join us. You would like to join us? We are working here. <laughs> hey, I, it was fantastic. And see, I realized that the Holy Spirit eh, it's, 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 it's like the way he, he, he renovates and changes out everything about us to the point where you are like you are like nothing would you like to be with us we have nothing here <laughs> it was fantastic and i realized that there is the, the jump between 
lay ministry and full time is like long jump, triple jump, and then pole vault. So when you see somebody on the other side, you will not understand why he is smiling there. So how did you smile at that place? How come you are smiling at that place? No. What a change. What a change. For those of us who have been in the well system for years and have come, you can see it. Those who are just rising up and growing into it, you know, like the sons and daughters of pastors, you know, it's a little different for you. But those who have been out there and they made a U-turn, U-turn, come to the church. Would you like to join us? We are here. We can live if we want to. We have offers. We are happy here. Would you like to join us? Freely. I, I thought it was a wonderful thing. Dear friend, God wants to change you. And he's working on you. You know, when Papa Hagen said that thing that I sent, he said, the Lord said, and I sent my angel to your trailer, to your sleeping car. And, he, I, and I saw you didn't want, you were not going to listen. How many times is he speaking inside to the thoughts and the intent? Because the thoughts come from, that's why some of the things come from inside. They don't come from your mind. I remember one day when I woke up in the morning, I started singing. I love giving to the poor. I love, I love, I love giving to the poor. I love, I love, I love giving to the poor. I love giving to the poor. I said, what song is this? It was, it was coming from me. That was a speaking to yourself with songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing that, sing that for me. Giving to the poor. I love, I love, yes, I love giving to the poor. I love, I love, yes, I love giving to the poor. Oh, I love giving to the But sing the real song. I love, I love walking. You love walking with him. I love, I love, yes, I love walking with you. You can take me any place that you want to. This is the real song. But the song I was singing was a spiritual song coming from not my mind. I love singing. I know the words. Oh, I love it. You make those melodies that keep me in tune. That's why I love singing. Come, tell them I love talking to you. That's the real song. It's always true. That's why I love. I love, I love, I love talking with 
I was in a country far away in North Africa when I started singing. I love giving to the poor. Yeah. From the Spirit, God spoke to me and said, It's my will. You see, the renewal of the Spirit within was bringing forth something. I love giving to the poor. Ah! How can I forget it? God loves giving to beggars. God loves giving to blind people. You, you have eyes. It's not easy for you. How much you want somebody with that eyes? God loves giving to deaf and dumb people. You speak. It's not easy to get a job. It's not easy to pass an interview. How much more somebody who cannot speak? Will he have money? Will he have money? He said, I love it. I love it. It's a directional, it's a guidance from the Spirit. My God, I love it. This is the will of God. I love beggars. God loves beggars. God loves beggars. He loves poor people. I said he loves poor, poor beggars. Poor people who cannot help themselves. Ah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So one day, people are going to say, what a difference. What a difference. Look at me. My outlook is changing. I, I was not somebody who gives the poor. I mean, I'll give you whatever. But I don't think about that. But then God told me through this of the spirit he said you have eyes it's not easy to get a job how about somebody who doesn't have eyes because i was said who are who are poor people i said lord who are poor i said these are poor people how much do they have somebody who can't walk you walk how much do you earn how about the person who doesn't walk so he was he was showing me he was changing my mind about poor so you evangelize in two, but I love the poor. Help the poor, he told me. Wow. How many want the spirit to change your outlook? And that's why at the end of it all, they will say, what a, you, what, a, what a change. What a change you've made in my life. Sing it one more time. What a change. What a change you have made in my life. Wow.
I love it. How many can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost here? Lift up your offering. Father, thank you so much as we give a good offering to healing Jesus. To say tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Ashes, receive this offering. bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.